Hey there, Leadhead Brigade. Lefty here with some important news for you. Forecasters from the University of Arizona warn that 2023 will be a very active hurricane season, and they're asking people to get prepared. They're expecting the number of major hurricanes this year to be similar to 2017, which saw the extremely intense and damaging hurricanes that we all heard about, Harvey, Irma, and that nasty old Maria. How bad can it get? Well, when Hurricane Ida hit the Gulf Coast, it destroyed countless homes and left many without access to food, clean water, millions lost power. Most didn't have power for weeks. The floods that followed the hurricane washed out the roads, made it impossible for grocery stores to restock their shelves. Families were left hungry and desperate, waiting for help that was slow to arrive. But what if you didn't have to be reliant on the government, FEMA, your neighbor, grocery stores during these crises? The answer is simple. Be prepared with emergency food kits from 4Patriots. Their long-lasting, delicious food options are specifically designed to provide you and your loved ones with the sustenance you need when you need it the most. 4Patriots survival food kits are hand-packed in the USA. They last 25 years. They come packed inside covert storage totes. They include a wide variety of delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners. They've even got some snacks that are tasty. And they're backed by thousands of five-star customer reviews. Just go check out their website, 4Patriots.com, and read them for yourself. 4Patriots Survival Food is not just for natural disasters, because in today's world of uncertain supply chains and unpredictable emergencies, it's more important than ever to have a backup plan. Whether it's a temporary power outage, a winter blizzard, or rising food costs, which we're all feeling that these days, right? You can rest easy knowing that you have a reliable source of food to see you through it. And right now, you can go to 4 and use this exclusive code, LEADHEAD, all caps, LEADHEAD, one word, to get 10% off your first purchase on anything in the store, not just their food kits. So go check them out, 4 Use the code LEADHEAD to get 10% off your first purchase of 4Patriots Survival Food. That's 4Patriots.com, guys. Use the code LEADHEAD and get that 10% off. Is he speaking like Bulgarian or Russian or something? Or was he speaking English? I, it was, it sounded uh, Russian. Yeah, I thought that was you first. I was like, what the hell? I apologize. Uh, unfortunately, business took me to... Uh... Sound like you're in Belarus. Belarus. Yeah, whoever's on the other line sound like they were speaking Russian or something. Oh, yeah, that's my importer. I'm back into uh, 762 by 39 ammo import. Ah. Hey. I so need I'm some. trying to clear uh, trying to clear um, Customs? Look, he's already frozen up. Are you frozen too, Joe? I'm not. Uh, okay, I'm... you got unfroze. I heard a big loud I think we're being uh, monitored by the CIA. Yeah, because you said Belarus. <laughs> I said Bel- yeah, I think that started a recording. They started recording this. Serious. Yeah. Predator. I think the what, CIA that, owns uh, Skype. What's that software? Predator or... Uh, I don't know who makes it. What's it for? The, the, the CIA or the NSA or something has it. Uh, it's called Skype. 
No, there's a software that listens in, like on all traffic and listens for keywords. Uh, Carnivore. Carnivore. Oh. Yeah. Because because uh, sexual predator sounds much better. Is that what it is? <laughs> the Velociraptor yeah. predator. It's like yeah. everything in the Scottish sounds better. In like Scottish? With bro. Predator. <laughs> oh, nerd. Brogue sounds better. The Highlander. Marco's a Highlander today. Only the I want you to talk in a, a Scottish accent the whole show, Marco. It would take a, a, I can do it. You can do but it. It would take a lot of effort. I can do it. Yeah, I can do it. <laughs> All right, I think it's just going to be the the three of us this episode. But I I hope everyone appreciates my hat. What does it say? Sharkies. Quickies. Quick, our photo. Quickies. Quickies. Oh. Is that a, a gas station? It says our photo on Redondo Beach in Cal in San Diego. Quickies. It's, it's made up, made up thing. I got you. It's a Quickies. spoof. A spoof. So you're quick. Is that what your wife calls you? It's like Jay's chicken and murder shack. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Are we rolling already? Up. Or yeah, we're always rolling, man. Jordan. We're always oh, man. Sounds like an ambush. Always be recording ABR. Yeah, because you miss some of the best stuff. That's that right. Comes from people not suspecting. I know it, and I did miss some because we started talking about the six five Creed more before you got on. Show him that. Show him that rifle, Joe. So I'm thinking about taking a, a long range precision course at the end of the month, Marco. So Joe's got this uh, this custom six five Creedmoor that he built. Talk about it again. Oh, Joe. it's build. You build this. Uh, we build it here in Baton Rouge. There's a guy that the the barrels are done here in Baton Rouge, and they're assembled, tuned, uh, bedded all right here. What what's the action? This one's it's a terminus. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. The, the super lightweight one with the with all the cutouts and things. Right. Uh, titanium recoil lug. Uh, 7075 bolt handle. It's pretty light. I think uh, all told, the the can uh, and gun combinations right at nine pounds. And that barrel is uh, carbon wrapped, or yep, carbon wrapped. And it's not like a proof where it's a where they post tension it like a tube. Uh, the way this this wrap works, it actually puts the barrel as it, when it's autoclaved, the carbon fiber shrinks and tensions the barrel thousands of psi more than you could ever try and post tension a tube style with it so these don't have vertical stringing problems like the proof barrels do right so uh have you heard of a company called teludyne yes yeah. not teludyne but tell you out of maine tell you dine yeah they came up with the juju mix that they put a sleeve, uh, they turned down the barrel, believe it or not, uh, and then they put a sleeve over it, and then they capture the juju mix in there. You know, they put it in there, and then they capture it and seal it. And what it does is, A, it takes the heat immediately away, and it takes the, uh, uh, oh, gosh, what's the one just flew in my head? It was my head. Vibration? vibrations out of oh, the play the whipping out of the barrel hmm, that's kind of cool 
that's how this works. It's under oh. such uh, under such tension that the barrel doesn't doesn't vibrate like a typical barrel is, and it doesn't. Um, it has to be super elevated temperatures for it to have any temperature movement or expansion. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't vertical string under any kind of shooting condition. So taking the harmonics out of that, I mean, don't, aren't a lot of the ballistics based off the harmonics of the barrel? Well, well the, the harmonics are always compensated for. So, I mean, it's always a part of the thing. You just compensate for it and, and tune your optics and gun to it. And then you just come up with your own ballistics, and you yeah. know, uh, in your shooting complex, meaning rifle, optics, yeah. ammo. Then you come up, come up with your own dope. But did you say you're taking a, a long range precision shooting class? Uh, I have an opportunity to take one at the end of the month. I haven't decided if I'm going to go yet. It's take in Wyoming. It, take it. It will change end your of life. This month? Yeah, I know. It's it's like what next week. It will week change your life. Year. It will change your life. Take it. <clears throat> I've taken it, some. It before. would make your life boring in the way of uh, <laughs> you wouldn't want to shoot at a hundred yards anymore. I've taken them before, and I've I've done long range shooting before. It's just it, Paul Markle, you know, he's been on the show. So Paul has a, a long range precision course that he's doing at the end of the month, and uh, they invited me to come down. So I'm trying to clear my schedule and get a awesome rifle like Joe was showing you right there to take out there. Because mm. uh, the only thing I really got is a 308. I've got like a 20 inch 308. Uh, I mean, what's the does class description tell you how far you're going to be uh, expected to shoot? I mean, we're going to be doing like thousand yard. Uh, yeah, three hundred eight is fine stuff. But he's got one that's like seventeen hundred, I think, that we're going to play around with also. Yeah, yeah so the scope mount might have to be modified for that. I don't know. Three hundred eight is not going to make it that far. Yeah, I mean, it might just to tap it. But then you, you'll run out of adjustment on your scope. You're yeah. going to have to have that 20 That's MIA. why I was wanting to borrow Joe's uh, Creedmoor. Yeah, I don't mean just, I just, <laughs> I okay. do have a rifle that would reach out that far. You, uh, I figured you probably have one or two. Yeah, I have 338 La Pua. <laughs> semi, semi auto, man. Those are like that's not right there. $20 a round. Well, that's a Christensen. That's not a, that's not a semi. Was no, it mine, mine is, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex, Alexander Arms. Oh, okay. Nice. The, so it, the recoils less than 308. Yeah. So you can shoot all day. No, I get them. Um, you can find them for about $4, $4 or $5 a round. Well, I'm going to yeah. need about 400 rounds, Marco. You want to sponsor me? You want to sponsor me? I, to like, I, can, I can probably send you about... 200 rounds, 400 rounds would be a little much. Yeah. Unless it's 6.5. You get, if you get 6.5, we might be able to, I might be able to get more sent to you. And if so, we'll see if we can get that out there. I'm pretty you. sure they do, but yeah. So yeah. you have that can permanently mounted on it or? It's not, but. It shoots getting, better with if it. If he's shooting the gun, he's going to have one of our cans on it too. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. But it does, it is doped. Uh, the uh, the optic I got for it, it it's dope for it. I'm using the the optic on something else right now. Yeah, and speaking of uh, Atlas Defense cans, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Talking Light AK Corner, and we are going to be giving away that Copus this episode. The Copus 22 long. Look at that. He's he's actually showing it there. He's got it on. What uh, pistol you got that mounted on? Taurus TX 22. Taurus. 
Is that like the best one to mount it on? It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's inexpensive. Uh, it holds 17 rounds. It's a double stack magazine. Uh, pretty accurate. Uh, but for the price point, the only thing that would beat it would be like the Keltec P17. Well, what about and the the other one? The one that holds 33 rounds, the, the PLR 33. That's a good one too, but it's just big. Yeah. This is like a standard rounds. size, standard size gun. And the P17 is like a smaller size, yeah. but it's typical. Uh, the other one has a has the retracting bolt, so it's not a typical manual of arms. Yeah, that P17. So I really is... like this one because it's a full size gun that operates and functions like a gun. Yeah, that CMR. Have you shot a CMR with it uh, on there? That would be yep. cool shooting the CMR. Yep, CMR's a good one too. Yeah, uh, but C we're going to be giving that away to one of you lucky leadheads that participated in the trivia question that we asked last episode. Uh, where our guests were uh, Joe, Marco, and Paul also joined us on that. Paul Markle, he's not he's not on this episode, uh, but we're talking about him. <laughs> we are talking about Paul. But uh, welcome in, Joe. Appreciate thank you joining you. us again. Glad to be back. Marco, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me again, and I apologize for being late. No, no, no need for that. I appreciate you wearing a quirky hat there. Uh, you made up for it. <laughs> <laughs> I got a collection of quickies. those. <laughs> Quick, what does it say underneath quickies? Our photo. Our photo. Quickies, our photo. Donda Beach, San okay. Diego. I got you. I got you. So um, I got another one. I got the custom waxers. Well, that'll give you some. You should wear one of those each episode. I can't. I, I can't. need a dolphin waxer hat. Dolphin waxer. <laughs> that's the. That's what I mean. That's the what that hat is implying. But. <laughs> And I was asked, I was at Costco, you know, the, the girl that checks, uh, you know, what you got in your cart, whatever. And she goes, oh, waxer, what is it? <laughs> and I, I, I didn't know what to answer. I said, <laughs> you know, I said, it's a new endo. She's like, I still don't get it. I said, all right, well. She probably doesn't know what an Indiendo is. Here's what I don't understand. <laughs> when you say, you know, like when you go to Sam's or Costco's and you go through the checkout line and they scan all your stuff. And put it in the cart, but then yet they've got that Nazi at the front door that you can't leave without them checking your shit and scanning it again. They Sounds to me like they need to they need to uh, look at their well, employees. They want to make sure nobody like has been hiding in the battery car section and like jets out with a cartload of TVs. It's their employees is who they need to be watching. That's where their shrinkage comes from is internal jack wagons. It's just wasting our time, especially when there's like fifty thousand people and you're trying to get out of there. And there's a big long line after you've just checked out. You stood in line for 30 minutes to check out. I, I'm digressing. That that's a regular show topic. Um, that's our right. jack wagon train. I'm not going to talk about that on here. So um, we're we're happy stuff this episode. We're giving away a Copus, Joe. Oh yeah, I love giving away stuff. Talk about the Copus. Tell tell everybody the specs on the Copus. All right, the Copus 22. It's the lightest 22 can on the market. It's 2.4 ounces. Uh, lifetime warrantied, full auto rated, uh, Magnum, and it's any rimfire capable. So 17 uh, HMR, 22 Magnum, 22. Uh, three easy to take apart pieces. 7075 uh, Type 3 hard anodized. The mount is uh, 4140 nitrided steel. Uh, so super durable can. It's a lifetime can, but it's very, very easy to clean and, and shoot. And That's a great little can. And carry uh, most of our dealers. 
any any of our dealers pretty much this is their primary 22 can they sell uh same thing kind of with our 556 can it's one of the primary cans on that against eh, pretty much everybody else's cans out there nice and you guys make them in in uh, in house yep 100 in house yep made in louisiana baby Baton Rouge. um so we're giving that away today leadheads so go to go to Atlas Defense uh, website as we're talking about it here. You can go look it up, see a picture of it. If you're not watching the video, uh, Joe's got it right there. He's playing around with it, putting it back on that Taurus. Uh, Make the sounds. Making all the sounds. Making the ASMR videos. <laughs> <laughs> Some people like that stuff. Can but, you hear it? Here, let's let a, an ASMR segment go. Did you get that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's subtle, but we got it. So uh, this is all based on, the giveaway is based on a trivia question that we la asked last episode. Joe had had come up with this, this great idea at the end of the episode where we were talking about the Romanian AK last episode. Awesome episode, by the way, guys. Great information. Been getting a lot of good feedback uh, from our listeners on that. Um, so, Joe, I'm going to let you pose the question again. All right, I'm going to see if I can paraphrase it. I don't remember exactly, but basically the legendary reliability of the AK, it's not just the design of the gun. It's the design of everything related, including the ammunition, the design and structure and shape and, and the way the ammunition is made. And there's something super important and critical about the ammunition itself that gives the AK that extra bit of reliability over lots of other platforms. There you go. So, so what it is has that? something to do with the geometry. Extra special, extra special thing yeah. on it. And we in, in that episode, Marco actually talked about it and, and gave you the answer, and I think you expounded upon it, Joe. So the answer actually lied within the episode. So if you were listening to the episode, the answer was there, and you got it there. Um, we're not going to give it away right now. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, everything you just said. We're going to go into a little detail about everything that goes into why the AK is so reliable. And it has to do with the design of the ammo, the, the 7.62 round and the 5.45 round. Introducing our new belly band holster. Whether you're hitting the gym or running a quick errand. Our belly band is one of the most comfortable and safest ways to carry your firearm. The center section allows you to carry most common pistols. Left or right-handed, this has you covered. A hard laminate trigger shield protects the firearm's trigger from unwanted intrusion, giving you ease of mind while carrying every day. Two elastic sleeves give you the flexibility to carry other everyday items, such as spare mats, flashlight, knife, or pepper spray. Two zippered pockets run on both sides, offering the option to carry smaller items such as money, cards, or keys. Flush fit on your lower back or waist, easily keeping your setup discreet no matter how you choose to carry. Utilizing 3D spacer mesh, these channels allow for exceptional and efficient airflow, giving you maximum comfort and keeping you cool. Carry whenever you want, how you want, with our new belly band holster. Available now. Go to missionfirsttactical.com, use the code LEADHEAD for an exclusive listener-only 20% discount. Yeah, 
Both of them just vertically for someone to stack them. Yeah. Just like that. One over. Flip one over and stick them together. You do it like that? (laughs) Nope. Like this. Oh, like that. You do it like that. So neck to to butt, seeing something there. So we're going to talk about that. We want you guys to talk about that a little bit. So the 762 came first. You know, the, the the whole AK was designed around the 762 round. It was a rifle that was designed around the ammunition. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think they kind of took some cues from the STG 44, the way mm-hmm. that ammo was designed. Uh, so there's a lot of cues from that, that intermediate assault cartridge, uh, the Sturmgewehr. The Germans. The well, uh, yes and no. I mean, uh, I think what happened was they got the inspiration that kicked them into the the second gear of development because yep. the intermediate cartridge and automatic rifle concept was actually introduced in 1906 by the Federal and then executed in his production of uh, automatic Fedorov rifle in 1916, firing the 6.5 Arisaka, which was in comparison to the 7.62 by 54 or the German 8mm Mauser uh, uh, rounds, was considered to be sort of intermediate or, or reduced uh, impulse. And uh, so the development of some sort of cartridge was kind of like being slow as molasses in one of the, because the most of the effort for uh, arms manufacturers and M manufacturers was uh, geared towards the war effort at the time. And then when the courts showed up, the, the, uh, was it the, the seven, the eight millimeter courts showed up. That's when they like, Oh, wait, you know, let's, uh, Let's come up with our own. Yeah. And basically, the concept of the course was it was a, a cut down Mauser casing, which also had the, a certain feature that we'll be talking about uh, that pertains to a question, to Joe's question. The trivia question. Yeah. Right. So it's basically cut down uh, regular full size Mauser shell with the, with the original Mauser round in it. I'm not sure if 762 by 39 on the, as we know, the M43 cartridge that Russians designed, or Soviets, I should say, is actually uh, cut down 762 by 54R. Probably not. No. Because diameter-wise and everything else, the different weight of the bullet and so on and so on. So it's entirely new cartridge, unlike the Kurds. And, uh, however... It would be less than stellar to deny the fact that they were inspired by uh, and probably whipped into action. Um, go ahead and produce it and come up with it in 1943. Yeah, and it's a you say Kurtz, Kurtz, like which Kurtz. is German short, like 380. Is nine millimeter Kurtz? K U R T K U R T Z. Is there a Z or a Z? Z. Yeah, Kurtz. Yeah. So I want to pull it. I want to pull up a. A picture of it for our viewing audience here. It's actually a funny looking cartridge. You it would is. expect it to be a lot like 762 by 39, but in fact, it's yeah. There you go. 
Yeah, it's a little it's short. A little short and fit. Short and fat, like your quickie. <laughs> yeah, that's but the that's the, the storm the storm rifle. What's up? Fits now? How big? What we got? Oh, it's going to be a while. So we're going to mute Joe. He's got to do some business. So let's just unmute yourself when you're ready, Joe. Uh, so what Marco was saying is that, you know, that's kind of how it evolved um, going through the the transition there. Started off with that 8 millimeter, and uh, it's kind of developed to where it's at today. And then... Uh, of course, we know the history of the AK. We've talked about it here on the, the podcast, the AK-47, Kalashnikov, and the trials and tribulations that he went through in, in developing the, the rifle. And you can go back to past episodes. We've got great episodes on that. Um, got several different people's takes on it. So we're not going to do that again here. We're going to concentrate more on the ammunition because that's kind of we're focusing everything around our trivia question. So, uh, Marco, once they got to the 7.62x39, go from there. Uh, as far as the ammo is concerned? Or how they, or yeah, how, the, how the, they eventually arrived at it. Well, it, you know, team of designers, obviously they, they captured, by that time, the, there was no Sturmgewehr, there was MP43, which is slightly different looking from the final version of uh, STG-44. So uh, they captured them in, in the Baltic uh, front, you know, fighting Germans there uh, in the area of Baltic and Leningrad. And uh, obviously they were uh, looking into into this intermediate cartridge. And, uh, and then they eventually took, uh, they didn't follow the same philosophy behind it as far as uh, you know, chopping down the 7.62, the full, what they call a rifle cartridge, down to come up with intermediate like the Germans did. And uh, so they developed the one of their own. And uh, then from then on, they realized, I guess they did some kind of test firing at their... Um, Put it through the locations test. Locations to, yeah. to come up with the ballistics of the cartridge. And then they uh, announced the uh, tender for development of uh, three types of weapons um, to for to accommodate that particular intermediate cartridge. And because the structure of uh, infantry um, uh, squad, they wanted uh, three types of weapons. So one was the automatic rifle for an assault type of purpose. Then they wanted uh, a carbine for um, just a regular infantry uh, purpose. And then they wanted a squad automatic or light machine gun. And uh, so the work for the development of all three commenced. And uh, and as we know now, um, it produced three really awesome weapons at the time. So obviously the AK, mm -hmm. right? And we know... Uh, we know that it's uh, the miracle uh, kind of tragedy happened, and uh, and now we have a AK, not AS, uh, for Sudayev, and uh, who passed away in the middle of the testing, and um, and the legendary Simonov carbine, as we know SKS, and of course the RPD, 
the bell fed adductor of right. uh, machine gun, which, you know, short lived kind of, although it still is in the battlefields around the world. But uh, the Russians uh, in the 50s went away to uh, to create the RPK instead. And the Simonov uh, SKS was dead in the arrival. Right. So, and that that gets us to the 7.62 by 3.9. Right. As we know it today. Like, uh, that's a 7.62 by 39, right? And that was to Joe's question what makes AK so reliable uh, and function? I wouldn't say flawlessly, but let's say function better than some other cut. Uh, Reliable. The legendariness. The legendary. Right. right. The, and the although, you know, we know that uh, uh, even Kalashnikov himself was saying how he spread all the components around, made the room inside a uh, receiver for any kind of contaminants or anything to fall through that wouldn't impede any operation yeah. and so on and so on. But the large part of it, is and what Joe's question was relating to. And uh, of course, uh, once in 1974, they went, well, obviously the work on the uh, um, in, uh, reduced uh, impulse, high velocity round, uh, or also known as a sub-caliber round, uh, commenced in the, in the late 60s into the early 70s. It was adopted in 1974. And it followed the same um, particular feature that 762 by 39 had. The 545. So the 545 cartridge, right? Yeah. The 7 and 6. So I'm holding those up. My Here. favorite cartridge. And so is mine, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm working on the source. Come September, there will be 12 containers a year shipped. Of of seven and six or not seven and six case, no, but commercial commercial version of commercial it. Commercial case. Yep. Nice. So there you go. That's been a big question for a lot of our listeners: is you know getting the the five four five in. They're like, should I buy seventy four? Because you know they're scared that there's not going to be any ammo. So there's your question answered. So he, here's my philosophy on this. I'm going to wait until everybody will start dumping them for like a couple hundred dollars and the, I'll buy them all. The 74? If you start importing ammo, then we definitely miss that. Yeah. Well, I mean, 12 containers is not a lot, believe it or not. It, it's a million and a half. That's a taste. That's enough. It's a million and a half cartridges in a container. So just to give you an idea, Tula, for example... I apologize. I'm trying to get over. Get you a drink, buddy. Uh, Vodka. Bacon vodka. Bacon vodka. There you go. Bacon vodka. We'll definitely do it. Get that jet fuel vodka. (laughs) Where does vodka get that uh, undeserved reputation? Jet fuel and all this. Well, it's the purest of all of them. That one you, that shot you gave me that was, that tasted like jet fuel, but the bacon was awesome. The cucumber was awesome. I enjoyed those. those the good. other one is the greatest vodka Russia produces called Beluga. Beluga. That is good. For, yeah. Beluga, I thought that was caviar. Phenomenal, phenomenal vodka. There you go, Joe. You and that's I got to get be- together. It's probably top two in the world. Yeah. Top three. Top three. I thought that was caviar. Beluga. 
Yes, that's probably the, where they that's got the, the reference to yeah. to the best caviar in the world. Okay, but anyway, so uh, oh, uh, get back to uh, so uh, we were talking about the the five four five. Yeah, AK reliability. The reliability. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So had uh, all the, the room. So it's inherited. The five four five inherited exactly the same feature that was in the uh, seven six two version of a gun that Joe referred to in his question. So yep. there. Yep. Uh, so there's a certain feature about the cartridge itself, and it goes back to. I guess the original designer and the SKS is actually one of my favorite rifles. It's one of the, I, I collect those things and everybody like, they used to look at me like, why do you collect SKSs? Now that like the crappiest black bolt Russian is like $900. People are kind of like, Oh, I understand. Um, but from that whole cartridge, the geometry that as soon as that cartridge is starting to be extracted, just more and more and more room becomes because of this feature. And do you want to go to some of the, let's go to some of the answers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. I'm curious to like, did everybody watch the episode and figure it out or what? So answers are are varied and and wide because Marco threw that, that, that last criteria in there that it had to be an essay form. So some people did do essay form. So All right. I'm wondering. I'm not going to read each and every one of these, but um, just to give you an example, uh, I'm going to quit sharing there. So we got somewhere around 50 or so. 50 entries? Yeah. Wow. Uh, which is low because I was expecting like 100, 200. <coughs> Because well, we got a lot more listeners than that, I know. We just got a bunch of lazy people. So let's see what happens. Um, I'll, I'll shoot it when, when it's ready. Let me know. We'll shoot it. So this one, I'm not going to read whose names said what because I don't want to embarrass anybody. So this is one here, and it says the seven n six. I got to put my glasses. On. You started like somebody copy pasted from Wikipedia. Well, I think some people did. Um, we said they didn't say they couldn't do that. Um, okay, well, hang on a second. Are we going to be judging this, right? No, no, no. There's no judging. It's it's a it's a random number. I, I assigned a number to everyone, and I and I responded to everybody's email with a number. So, but are, we, are we going to be commenting right? on those uh, answers? Yeah, we can comment. Yeah, definitely, we can comment. But on they them. had right. to be correct. To yeah, win. they had to be correct, and and Wikipedia. So I'm uh, overruling you. Is, is, I'm overruling uh, you. Um, I'm overruling you guys. As long as they participated, I don't care if they got the answer right or not. Everybody's uh, everybody's uh, in. Everybody's that's in. That's what's wrong with the U.S. right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We celebrate mediocrity. Yes. Yeah. But <laughs> they all but did you it. Know what? Put, put, people put in an effort, and maybe some of those wrong uh, answers are very creative. Exactly. Exactly, weird. Marco. Exactly. And that's why I'm doing it because they put forth the effort. Because... Did you just turn my can into a participation trophy? <laughs> no, I didn't. I, t- I turned it into a leadhead brigade trophy because our leadheads all deserve an opportunity. So here Love we go. All our leadheads. So here's one of your answers 
the seven N six casings are the bottle like casings and not omni cylindrical. They use a one point six case canting, just like the seven six two by three nine, instead of the common point five case cant. The round provides a low impulse but high velocity steel core penetrator wrapped in a softer lead jacket with an air cavity in the tip. Just the tip, Joe. Just the tip. This causes a two-stage effect. First, the tip will bend and impact, and the projectile will yaw. The second, uh, second, the steel core will move past the lead jacket and begin to tumble. The round is very effective and will reach out and touch very accurately, making it more lethal. Yeah. I am hoping that this is what you are looking for. Thanks for always having amazing guests and proving all and providing all the education. That's what yeah, we do. I think his first, what, two sentences, I think was where the answer was. Somewhere around. So he's exactly correct with he gets the an correct, a plus. Uh, correct uh, degrees and everything. So wait, okay. here's. I like the omni cylindrical. <coughs> Good one. Let me find this out. So you wanted an essay form, Marco. Okay. So let me find this guy's. So that guy's jumping around right now because that <coughs> he knows his article. So he's thinking. Okay. So what is this? Are we going in order? No. Or what are we doing? I'm just reading just at guess. random. I'm reading these okay. at random. And like I said, I responded to all these emails, Joe, and I, I've responded with them with a number. So they know their number. Ah. Everybody knows their number. Okay. So keep, all they got to do is check their email and all we're going to. everybody all. Uh, exactly. All, anonymous. Uh, keep them anonymous. So nobody's jealous on who wins or, or who's got a shitty answer, or who's got a great answer. So. Anonymous, but it keeps everybody kind of. Uh, no, no shady stuff. Ain't no shady work going on. Hey, I'll tell you what we will do. Of the ones that I read, because we still are going to be giving away is the SEAL one. <laughs> uh, cleaning package, and we're going to yeah, be no, no pad. No pad. okay. And we're going to be giving away uh, a mission, something from Mission First Tactical. Haven't decided yet what that's going to be, but we're going to give something away from Mission First Tactical. Uh, so we got a couple of more giveaways. So maybe the ones that you guys like best, you can nominate those for those prizes if they don't win the can. Okay. Okay. All right. So this one says Mikhail walked in his garden. He was concerned. Developed Development of the rifle had not been going as planned. On paper, it should all work so well, but it had not operated as designed. It seemed that any amount of dirt or debris in the action caused all sorts of issues, and the new round did not always feed from the magazine in such conditions. If he failed in his endeavor, it could mean his life, or more importantly, the lives of so many soldiers, even those not yet born. An apple tree. Such a silly thing, but even in the cold of winter, he, he stopped to sit beneath it. He smiled as he did, so, for he thought seemingly absurdly about Newton and his famous inspiration beneath the apple tree. The cold bit his hand as it touched the snow, and he was thankful now for the new coat about his shoulders. Even though the now deceased tailor had measured poorly and the garment was nearly comically large. And then it hit him, literally, an impact and a sudden coldness pressing in against the back of his neck and head as he had been sitting down 
an errant squirrel had jostled a branch over his head, sending a cascade of ice and snow from the tree above down the back of his shirt and coat and packing into the collar of both. He sprung up from his erstwhile seat and swore loudly as he worked the cold out of his collar. With some effort, he finished unpacking the snow from around his perfectly cylindrical neck. How it stuck there. If only, he thought, my neck weren't so straight, then the snow might come out easier. He then moved to clear his coat of fallen snow and froze. All of the snow had fallen free of the oversized coat with ease long before he was able to clear that same snow from his overtight shirt collar. His shirt? His coat? The action? His neck? The cartridge? Yes, yes, it was so simple. Make the action bigger. Separate things out more on the inside so contaminants fall free. And the cartridge. Yes, just like his neck, it was much too straight. If the case taper were increased, uh, feed and function would be greatly improved. All of this swam through his mind as he shuffled away through the snow. But how much taper? Hmm. Yes, that would do, he thought with a chuckle. After all, 1.6 degrees was his favorite temperature, too. He did not design the cartridge, right? Yeah. But this is such a good story, and whoever wrote it should write us like maybe a collection of short stories. <laughs> He's obviously of all, very, all very the great good. designers. Uh, like a, we gotta have a Colt and a Browning and even a, a Kelgren. <laughs> a Kelgren. story from all designers. Yes. Yeah, big, yeah. I mean, he obviously from the beginning. When he talked about the old man Kalashnikov and stuff and going, uh, you know, obviously he was like leading away from the correct answers and stuff that pertaining to the uh, the ammo that was already invented. But I love how he circled around, <laughs> and especially the if it was tapered, the sun, uh, the snow will come out easier. You, you and, see uh, what you did to me, Marco. It's excellent. I you love see it. what you it's did like to me. I told you. Yeah. Oh my god! It's I was awesome. going to get inundated with emails like this. So, <laughs> I mean, that's got to be the most creative one of of all the ones that I received. And all was, right, is there any more scientific essays? Oh, let's go through and see here. I'm that a little bit in tears because that was that was good. That was, that, was, that was hilarious. And and we'll give him credit. That was um, VH. I'm VH. not, not going to say his name, but it's VH. All right, next one. Um, this is just kind of a, the reliability of the AK is in its design. Its simplicity and tapered cases make it the best fucking gun in the world. Thanks, Marty, for the great AK podcast. So there you go. Okay. Tapered cases. Yes. Simple, simple to the point. Kissing up to me. I like it. Uh, this guy answer tapered case ammo. (laughs) 
Appreciate every AK Corner, not into the social media. So to have an email entry and show my support, thanks. Bring back Brian and Jay for another short series soon. I tried to get them on this one, but uh, they both had uh, other plans. So we'll try to get them back on. They'll be on. They'll be on soon. They promised me they would. Uh, let's try this one. This one's kind of a long answer. Let's see what he says. There are five main reasons the AK rounds add to the weapon's reliability. Listed are the following features of the 760x39 round, and some are shared with the later 545x39 round. An intermediate length reduces the size and weight of the action. A wide bore is easier to make, clean, and more forgiving of obstructions. Abrasive case taper eases extraction in most situations and allows for higher extraction velocity. Thick cartridge rim. I mean, is this a is this an X-rated show? Thick thick cartridge rim helps prevent the rim from shearing in extraction. A wide extractor groove allows for a larger, robust extractor. The 545 may not have all the features of the 762, but these features include considerable taper. Not as much as the 762, but still very nice. Thick rim and wide extractor groove. Between these features of the ammo and features the AK started with, the insertion and extraction process is simple and smooth operation. Thank you, Joe Moe and Atlas Defense, Talking Lead, for the suppressor giveaway. If we win this. It will be it will be going to on a Caltech CP33 suite to help introduce two littles to shooting. So I was going to introduce their kids to uh, to shooting there. It's a great little that's a great little round. And again, I I I like the CP33 and I love a lot of Caltech stuff. I love George Calderon's design. So I guess probably in fifty years. Calgary's probably going to be along those Kalishnikov Browning area. Uh, he's already he's already cemented his slot. Yeah, but he's I hate to say it, but you got to be dead to kind of get to that point. I know, well, but no, he's, he's, a, he's a living legend. Yeah, when Kalishnikov a, is Go ahead. But he's not still alive, is he? Kalishnikov? No. Yeah, he passed away, didn't he? Yeah, he's he's gone. Yeah, Ooh. it wasn't long ago. It was about four years, hadn't it? Kalashnikov? Yeah. Yeah, it hadn't been long at all. That's only been about four years. Yeah, I guess that's just a legendary. George is a living living legend, so he's already there. Uh, Here's one. There's a lot to say about what makes an AK reliable. Quality of manufacturing, the geometry and taper. That would be the opposite of why, but... (laughs) The geometry and taper of the round itself is important. The Soviets chose to design the round with a more drastic bottle-like taper and not a straighter taper. This allowed a more reliable feeding round that can produce higher velocities. The tolerance of the design uh, came into factor. Tight tolerances where it counts and loose tolerances in others. The springs designed to consistently feeding rounds is important. But ultimately... Learn how to use a rifle. Leadhead, uh, J.E. So, there's an answer. Let's try this one. 
the inherent reliability of the AK platform is due to the conical style taper of the bottleneck cartridges, uh, be it 3.9 or 5.45. Thanks for the chance to win, and thanks for the time put in to the podcast. You're welcome. <coughs> I think we got a little bit. That's kind of a core of the answer. Maybe a little vague. It's touching on. You see what I'm saying? That's why I'm letting everybody there. have an opportunity here. Yeah. That's that's why I'm letting everyone have an opportunity. Let's see. Let's try this one. Uh, just straight. The answer is tapered cartridge. Straight to the point. This one. Oh, okay. Here we go. We got a picture with this one. I don't know if he wants me to show the illustrations. Picture. It's it's a picture of his kid uh, shooting. Uh, it's like a twenty-two bolt. So he says, "This place had all the information." LOL, and he's got a link to militaryhistoryfandom.com. He says the one point six degree case taper made the seven six two and five four five rounds more reliable to cycle in extremely cold weather. Due to the case taper, the mags needed to be curved so the rounds wouldn't bend in the mag during firing, and the AR's straight mag, straight mag well, doesn't help with that. Also, think when 7.62 and 5.45 are fired, the hot gases also surrounded the case to help blow it out and most contaminants. I'll also pull on the heartstrings a little. My little man's sixth birthday is this October and is receiving his first rifle, but doesn't have a suppressor for it yet. Smiley face, wink. And then he's got the, the picture of his kid there. I was thinking the picture with the kid with the twenty two. he's gone for, for sympathy. Yeah, heartstrings. I, I, it kind of works. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with it. Same that. thing that other guy said, is that he's going to put it on his kid's uh, CMR33 from Caltech. Caltech's a sponsor. So he's buttering up there. <laughs> I like it. I like the suck-ups. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm digging the suck-ups. Uh, let's see. Hey, Marty, Joe, and Marco. The question was asked, what geometry the family of AK cartridges gives its inherent reliability? To answer this question, you must recognize that it began with realizing there was a Soviet way of doing things meaning there was never a single designer. All designers were team-designed. Having said Correct. that, the reliability is accredited not only to a single designer, but to a woman designer. The geometry was such that it was cylindrical with a 1.6-degree cant instead of the half-degree cant, the same as the 7.62-39. This design was a low impulse with high velocity. Contributing to the reliability is the composition of the projectile consisting of a steel core penetrator surrounded by lead, a softer and heavier metal. Adding to this design, there is an air cavity on the tip. Again, just the tip, Joe. Just the tip. Therefore, on impact, two things happen. The tip bends, causing the round to yaw dramatically. The steel penetrator, pushed by the lead, Moves forward, causing the round not just to <coughs> penetrate, but to tumble, creating maximum uh, damage to what is penetrated. That sounds like we had that in another answer. So I think they went to the same place to get that. 
Or did you talk about that in the episode, Marco? I I did talk about it. Ah, but, so they uh, listen. Sounds like uh, both of the Wikipedia. answers went to the same source. Yeah, the Wikipedia. Marco, they listened to Marco on the podcast. He goes on. The above geometry provides several crucial elements that clearly puts not only the accuracy but the overall effectiveness of the round above other rounds. First, it allows the shooter to reach out and touch someone from further away. Second, it allows one to hit their target with better probability, therefore making this round more accurate. Next, it causes the round to behave much better in a fully automatic rifle or fully, fully automatic rate of fire. Excuse me. And finally, it allows the lethality transfer of energy to create a much superior round. Therefore, Based on the above evidence, it is clear the 760x39 round is much superior round than its competition, which does not seem to be much of a competition at all. Have a blessed day. <laughs> okay. So I mean, it's not wrong. <laughs> what about the female part of that? Uh, what's he? What's I he getting at there? I was waiting for that to go a totally different direction. No, like the lady did design cylindrical the things and women designers. Yeah. Was that yeah, Marco? Yeah, the lady designed the five four five cartridge. Well, she was the head of the team. You said head. <laughs> I know they re-released the uh, Beavis and Butthead. I've been <laughs> following it, but. <laughs> That popped up, like the original episodes popped up on uh, Fire TV, and I had to watch the first episode, and I was just looking, it's like, oh my god, how did we even watch this? I love it, though. I mean, the new stuff, when they get older, it's hilarious. I haven't seen any of the new, I just saw some of the, the old originals that they that they replay, and I guess to, to support the new stuff. Yeah, I mean, look it up at the, on uh, YouTube's. They got them. The boob tubers? Yeah, it's hilarious, man. Let's see. All right, I want to read a couple more here. The reliability of the AK cartridge stems from the heavily tapered case. The taper uh, eases extraction by helping separate the case from the chamber with minimal effort. A hot, dirty, nasty chamber will tend to hold on a case with less taper. Also, the geometry of the projectiles lends itself to easily sliding over the feed ramp on its way into the chamber, also aiding reliability. To summarize, the taper of the cartridge case and secondary, the geometry of the projectile. So there's there's another take that's, on it. Again, it's not wrong. It's correct answer. But uh, there's... Uh, it's not wrong of, answer. Right. But it's, uh, you know, the, some other ones had uh, more... You know, more expanded kind of with the uh, the degree of uh, taper and so on and so on. And funny thing is, okay, so here's another anecdote that you're only going to get it from Marco. When Bill Alexander was developed a uh, uh, 6.5 uh, Grendel cartridge, mm -hmm. he took as a base for it. He took 7.62 by 39. I, I even have it right here. I can even show it. What I, like, it looks I got like. one too. I got one sitting here too. I gotta find it. Yeah. Where's the seven six two? Seven six two, and this is the, the Grendel. Grendel. Yeah. Right. 
So um, we were, I mean, somehow, I, well, first of all, I was a test shooter on that one, and um, I was kind of involved because a language barrier between Barnaul and uh, and uh, Alexander Arm people, arms people, they, uh, they go. So uh, the... It's a magazine the, so obviously it became obvious to make uh, Bill never holds on to patents. He released the patents right away. And uh, uh, so that the people, other people can produce his cartridge, right? The more cartridges the available in the marketplace, right? So the, the you know, more guns he can sell. And uh, obviously he went after the steel case uh, ammo, which Barnaul uh, was willing to work with them. And they went uh, for like a year that both parties were willing, but somehow both of them hit the wall and couldn't make the next move to go ahead and get the get this uh, uh, cartridge approved. And uh, so I was a a translator for this discussion when the couple engineers came over here for testing and they were uh, saying look we gotta taper it more and uh, and at, at that time the 6.5 Grendel was already approved by the what's the body of uh, uh, international bodies S SA something SAA or something like that you know it's an internationally approved thing yeah so the, the engineers didn't know they thought it was brand new cartridge they were developing i mean it's like completely brand new and so the disconnect happened so they would like insist on the casing being tapered casing being tapered and uh so i'm translating and bill finally pulls the freaking drawing of that uh what's that organization called essay sammy Sammy, there you Sammy. go. Oh, okay. Sammy approved drawing. He says, here, and here's the taper, and there. And they were like, wait a second, it's already approved, it's already exists. I said, yes. They said, oh, okay, so <laughs> we're going to do it. But taper discussion went on for about an hour before he actually pulled out the drawing to show it to him. And uh, because they were thinking that he was taking uh, 223 or 556 type cartridge as a base, they didn't realize it was actually 762. But uh, yeah, so it's a story, true story. You ain't lying, you ain't lying to me nope. now. <laughs> hey, Leadheads, White Settle with Seal One, just here to talk to you and tell you a little bit about our product. Seal One CLP Plus is a bio-based, non-toxic product. It comes in a paste, liquid, aerosol, and pre-saturated bore-specific patches called Seal Skins. They all do the same thing, just different methods of application. The best way to use our product is to start with a clean firearm. And there's two reasons why I say that. First, you start with the Seal One CLP Plus by field stripping your firearm and covering the entire firearm inside and out, bore, barrel, everything with the seal one clp plus you'll see how easy it spreads around you'll want to wait about 15 to 20 minutes then you come back and you want to wipe it all off so you see how easy it is to put on and remove and the second reason we say to use a clean firearm is you'll find that it's not clean 
we're going to pull out more carbon that's been left behind with whatever product you've been using before. Okay, it takes about three cleanings. So I like to say a clean shoot, clean shoot, clean shoot, just normal usage before the Seal One CLP Plus has removed whatever product that you were using before and has seasoned the firearm. It's kind of like breaking in a cast iron skillet. And after that first cleaning, you will notice a difference. And with each successive cleaning, you will find that it gets easier and easier to clean. Seal One CLP Plus is a dry lubricant and is designed to work as such. You will find that malfunctions are virtually eliminated when used properly because the majority of all malfunctions are caused to carbon buildup. And with the Seal One CLP Plus, the carbon does not build up. Seal One CLP Plus is safe on all metals, plastics, composites, polymers, rubber, wood, and leather. Seal One CLP Plus is a one and done formulation. No other products are required or needed to clean and lubricate and protect your firearm. That's why we say Seal One and done. Seal One is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast and the Leadhead Brigade. Use the code LEADHEAD for a 25% off discount. All right, y'all want me to read any more? Is that, is that the good sampling, you think? Well, I think that's probably the, the best of the best there as I, as I've gone through them. All right. Uh, let it's me your just, show, man. It's my show. <laughs> <laughs> you damn right. It is. Um, well, so, I guess that, that leads us to the point of, yeah, the, the whole sum total is, yeah, the case angle of the round. So I guess the r- right what, answer. What's the right answer then? That's that's it. That that out of the norm extra tapered case, as it's extracted, it just creates more and more room around it for dirtiness. As it's fed in, it's already tapered. Not only the pointy bullet helps it guide in, but the whole case is tapered. Um, it allows good seating and reliability with that. The downside is, so why don't we make the case even more tapered? At what point is there a... Um, Diminishing return? Yeah. And it's actually not too much past that and depending on the gun, which is why it also leads to me to have 762 by 39 ARs as one of the, my most hated things in the firearms industry. It's... <laughs> the tapered case also... Uh, it feeds easy, but if it feeds easy, it also does what easy? It also extracts easy, and when you fire it, it wants to self-extract. It's called thrust or bolt thrust, and the AR is designed to not have that much bolt thrust because the brass case is, of course, brass, and it obdurates and it helps hold on to it. When you stick a 7.62 by 39, it's heavily tapered. Often steel, it doesn't obdurate as much, your bolt thrust from that 7.62 by 39 is pushing on those little bitty fragile uh, lugs that are on the AR, and they just get stress fractured over time, and you don't get the you don't get the life out of it. Whereas the AK, they have big, Obdurate. chunky uh, lugs that hold onto it and can handle that extra bolt thrust. Did you hear that? Obdurate. Exactly. It's also well. That's what the, uh, Joe was saying. So during the expansion of a of a casing, uh, at the time of a you know when the pressure is created by burning powder, so that the tapered tapered walls of a of a chamber 
with interacting with the tapered um, shape of a casing works as it pushes the casing out. So squeeze squeezes it out. Obdurates it? Well, obdurate is the expansion of it. And as it expands, it kind of wants to push yeah. out. I had to look that word up, Joe. I, I put it up on obdurates, the screen for us. Obdurate is one of my favorite words to like throw in. <laughs> I've never heard that word before. <laughs> you learn well, something obdurate. new here on the show every day. Yep. And leave it to Joe to throw out the big words. Omnicylindrical. I don't believe I've ever used that term, but I am now. I'm going to use it. We use it at least once a month. That was somebody's answer, wasn't it? Omni yes, the very first one. I like that, yeah. yeah. Probably if I had to, out of everything you read, I'm going to have to say the very first answer that you read is the most complete answer. Okay. But, um, I mean, a little bit too complete, but nevertheless. Yeah, I don't no remember. to the point. And, uh, of course, uh, the, with the uh, all the measurements given, like a, a half of a degree to 1.6 degrees. All right, should we give it away now? Give it away, 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 give it away now. now. <laughs> oh, my God. How are we not? Like, Red uh, Hot Chili Pepper Loving Mofos. I love it. <laughs> what I got, I you got to get it, put it in you. you my cousin or something. All right, Shot Show, we got, this is going to, Marty. We, we, we're we hooking up. Sushi, Marco's got to go to sushi night. You like sushi, Marco? <clears throat> Let me say it this way. I love sushi. There you go. Yep. Yep. And okay. of course, then you're going to have to be a part of a Marco's amazing alcoholic adventure at the Shot Show. Yes. We'll have competing, we'll have competing alcoholic adventures or okay. compa we'll have compounding adventures. Somebody <laughs> yeah, may not those, survive. Those usually, <laughs> word compound gets you, compound gets you in trouble. Marty? But, yes. Hide the sushi. <laughs> and now it's time for Japan's number one TV show, Hide the Sushi. <laughs> We're going to let you in on that inside joke, Marco. All right. All right. All right. So now let's, let's do the winner. So we're going to do just a random number generator. I've got uh, everybody's been assigned a number. You know your number. Okay. So let me go to my little thingy here. So it's one out of 50? Uh, there are actually... Where's my... Here it is right here. Is it a two-digit number? Or did it make it to a three-digit number? We are... I think he said like 54 or something. Yeah. 50-ish. All right. Here it goes. So there's a 1 in 54 chance of winning the participation prize. That is absolutely correct. And the number is 20. It's so unfair. It's not 42. It's, it's supposed to be 42. It's supposed to be 42? Yeah. <laughs> Why is 42? 42 is the answer to all things. 42 is? I thought yeah. 1.6 was. No, 1.6 is the answer to just that. Oh, well, it's 20. Thing. All right, so who's, who's 20? I'm not saying. Number they 20? know who they are. Oh, number 20? 20, 20 right, knows. 20. Hey, does it happen to say what state they're in? Uh, let me see if I can pull that from their email. Because if they're in 
they're in the wrong states, then we got to do another drawing. Uh, I think everybody is eligible. What is the 20th state? Here, I'm going to read their their answer. No, they're in Iowa. Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah. T trivia question, Texas is the 20th state. Oh, hey, really? Texas yeah. is the 20th? That would have been mm. cool if they were from, from Texas? Texas, but they're not. Yeah, because we could have done the transfer. <laughs> That's true. All right, so there you go. Whoever number 20 is, you know you know who you are. Everybody got a number assigned to them. Uh, can, can you I read number 20's essay? Just curious. So number 20 says, Hi, Lefty. And then he gives who who his name, what his name is. Uh, he said, if I may submit my answer to the trivia question from this episode, the reason the AK is so reliable as it pertains to the round geometry is the fact that Joe Moe is such a cool guy and Atlas Defense makes the greatest products ever. Marco Vorobiv is one of the greatest authors and historians known, known to me. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Uh, so he goes, is the fact that the round is tapered. This taper causes the engagement with the chamber to have minimal resistance in both chambering and extraction. Thank you again, Lefty, for the great show and giving us the opportunity to participate for these great prizes. Looking forward to the next episode. Wonderful. I bet you are. So very soul, good answer. My soul very is okay. Answer. Yeah, my soul is okay. Okay. You're okay with giving him the Okay with the yeah, prize. Um, that's a good one. That's nice. Or her. Could be uh, a her. Or it could be her. Yep. Nice, concise, correct without, you don't have to throw numbers into it or anything like that. Yep. 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 Good job, number 20. Number 20. You Congratulations. are Congratulations. All right. So that that's that's our grand prize winner there, number 20. So we've got the... I guess number 20 needs to contact you or you're contacting them. No, number 20, you need to get in touch with me. Talking lead. Gmail because they have to listen to know that they won. I'm not going to contact right. them. If I don't hear from them within a couple of weeks, then we're going to pick another number. So I like that. Um, so there you go. Number 20, I want to hear from you. Uh, need all your contact info, and I'm going to forward it on to Joe. I guess you need FFL. Yeah, we'll figure out. We'll figure out what city they're near to and see what the the best FFL in that area is. Okay, so. There you go. Congratulations. Thank you to everyone who participated. We've got two more prizes uh, we're going to give away, and we'll give it away to the participants here. We've got the SEAL 1. SEAL 1 and done. For all your gun cleaning needs, make sure you use SEAL 1, especially on your AKs. Helps prevent that nasty corrosion if you're using that corrosive ammo. Uh, use SEAL 1 and you ain't got to worry about it. SEAL 1 and done, baby. Use the code LEADHEAD, and you're going to get 25% off anything there and they've got their new uh, gun cleaning rod kits the best gun cleaning rods uh on the market so go check them out who do you guys want to uh to go with this one do you want to pick a well, number wait, what's the other what's the other what's, what's the, the other, other prize? oh the other prize is going to be um let's do two prizes i'm going to do a dump tray a dump tray for mission first tactical and then let's also give away um what have they got? They've got like new holsters. They've got new belly bands. They've got, let's give away a belly band holster. 
All right, so we got three. We got the CO1 kit, the dump tray, and a holster. And a belly band holster from Mission First Tactical. All right, so three. All right, the, I think the first one you read should get... I don't know, what do you think the best one out of those three are? I'm I'm thinking that the squirrel, a snow squirrel, uh, the snow paper uh, essay should be the number one. The Isaac the Newton. Best. I I was going number two, but I can go with number one. So which prize though? Which which is the best prize? I think the seal kit is really good, isn't it? It's a good seal yeah, one. that's yeah, seal one's awesome. Yeah. And he's talking about how he needs to clean up the the carbon and stuff. So yeah, I think that's a good one for him. Okay. So that Squirrel is gets seal one. That, that was, was the, the most creative thing I have ever heard. And, and any kind of answers. <laughs> that was Vincent, right? Vincent. Uh, so, Vincent, you win. I think you're number 24. You win the um, the Seal One kit. Email me, tonglegmail.com, and give me your address, shipping info, all that. And we'll get that sent to you. All right, so there's the seal one kit. Now we got the belly band and we got the dump tray. What do you think, Joe? The very first answer? I think the first one, yeah. yeah I Super don't correct. Remember. It didn't seem too Wikipedia. It had a lot of information there. <laughs> I don't remember. So it was one of those ones where guys, I, I don't remember Wikipedia. the first one. I don't. I I went through there randomly and just in red shit. So I don't know who it was. Yeah, I don't, do a, I don't know. I can't. There, there's no the unless I go back and listen. Generation. There's no way for me to know who that was. So, do the random number generation again. Do you want to do that? Yeah. Or do you guys just want to pick a number? Wait, was that the VH guy? VH no, guy. No, VH was the VH won the seal one and all that. Yeah, VH won the <laughs> the seal one. Um, and number twenty won the the copus. So in the twenties. Somewhere in the median there is the yeah. Let's the, get something. Was the way to get Do you guys gonna pick a number? Sure, Joe. You pick between one, one pick and one. one and fifty, and don't pick twenty or twenty-four. How about forty-seven? You're not gonna pick your favorite forty-two. <laughs> no, we'll go. We'll go uh, episode centric. Okay. Um, that is number, I mean, that, what, well, you just said the number, so there you go. 47, yeah. yeah. 47, you win the belly band. Belly band. Yeah. And number 12 will win the uh, tray. Number 12. Okay, number 12, you win the dump tray. So everybody has to email me, talking at gmail.com. Let me know what you won. And I know I know who's got what number, so don't try to pull one over on me because I, I sent everybody an email. So I know who's got what. Don't try to screw me. <laughs> we got a 20, a 24, a 12, and a 47. 47. 20, 24, 12, and 47. That is correct. There you go. All right. Great episode, guys. Is there anything else that you think we need to go into on the the blishes or, or reliability? No, do, you, or do you know when your next episode coming out and what's the topic going to be? 
So, Marco, we do one every month. It comes out, they drop the 15th. We usually record, as you know, because you've been on every one this month. Somewhere around, you know, the, the 9th or the 13th. Today's the 13th. So, <laughs> sometimes we record on the 15th. <laughs> That's the, out of character. Uh-huh. But uh, uh, do you know what the pro- uh, topic of discussion going to be in the next one? Well, we were going to do the AR versus uh, AK episode, but I'm going to push that another month so we're not we're not going to do that so what do you suggest what would you like to talk about uh, so you caught me with my pants down so to speak. <laughs> i mean i'm just like I, I got so many i gotta think about it what about what do you one. think would be a, a a interesting topic maybe something that we haven't uh talked about yet or maybe we should go into more detail that we we might have touched on or maybe we should talk about another country's shotgun Kalashnikovs. I, w- I was going to say long, long range Kalashnikovs. Long range. Now well, we've, done shotguns shotguns. we've done yep, shotguns. We've done shotguns. So let's do long range. How about that? Sure. <laughs> sure. I feel like I'm going to get drug in from something in my past with this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so just, just, just to kind of tease it, what would we be talking about? Well, it's often, uh, uh, you know, the this VTs. of course the Soviets Soviets developed their um, integrated unit integrated sniping program, right? Where you, where they had the snipers integrated into units, and at one point it was like into a company size, and then it was into a, a, a platoon size, and obviously they created. Uh, a specific gun, a special gun, which I will show you. I have a couple that are uh, unbelievable yeah. examples. Dragunovs, right? Yeah, the Dragunovs. So, designed by Evgeny Dragunov. had nothing to do with Kalashnikov at all. But a lot of people, because of the similarity of a, a selected lever, uh, which in Dra- Dragunov, it's a safety lever, a lot of people assumed that it was uh, kind of drifted from Kalashnikov design, which is absolutely not. Right. And then, uh, and then, hey, Johnny, and come then, lately. Uh, so when that doctrine spilled over to Warsaw Pact countries, and uh, such as Romania, for example, they decided to make one gun of their own, okay. which they took what they know how to do the best. Now, are you teasing or are you going to go and do the whole episode right now? <laughs> so, basically, this whole deal produced two long-range AKs, right? Okay. Uh, Wait, how did we get a, an extra guest here? So, ladies Sean. and gentlemen, Tun Jones has... Sean, what's up? Can't hear you, Tun. Because he's got that, like, that microphone. It's going red. Yeah. There you go. Oh, no. There you go. In my back. There you are. <laughs> Like Damn, the microphone is red. I don't think Tun has has crashed it's the party. Bad. What is happening? Tun, you know Marco. What is going on? You met Marco at uh All right, all NRA. right. We yeah. were just discussing what the next topic should be for AK Corner. So you're about an hour late, Tun. So Tun yeah. was, Tun was uh, he wanted to sit down and and be a fly on the wall and listen to this episode, so he's a little late, but uh I think that's going to be a great topic, Marco. So long range. So the Dragunov, and what was the other one? Uh, we got the PSLs, and we got the M76, 
and we got some variations of um, vapor rifles and things like that. So we, we I mean, we got plenty. We got a lot of talk. About. Okay, so there the you go, Leadheads. That's going to be the one myth or rumor or unsubstantiated BS. <laughs> that would be the biggest thing for me. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna bust some myths about those rifles. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we want to hear more about how how the the long range the sniper program came to be, which you were getting Ooh, into there. I didn't want you to ruin it. Uh, but <laughs> so next month, leadheads. Um, what is this? July. So August's AK corner. It's going to be about the long range. AK style rifles, the Dragonoff PSL M76 Vepper style. Um, I will post again. We're gonna have quite, we're gonna let you do your questions, but wait till I make the post on Instagram. Don't start sending me all your questions now because I don't want them now. Wait till I make the post, then you can put your questions there, and uh, that's how you're gonna be eligible for our giveaways that we have. So, and again, Seal One's gonna put up another kit. Mission First Tactical will have some cool stuff. Um, I don't guess we're going to give away another uh, silencer, are we, Joe? <laughs> no more participation prizes. <laughs> uh, but that was awesome. Thank you for doing that, Joe. That was that was awesome. No, you're welcome. Happy to. Uh, we can come it. up with something else. I love giving away cans. So okay, spread well, we'll the, do spread the silence around. So I'm sure there's something we can figure out. We'll something do something again. for the the regular show. A giveaway for the regular show. Then we yep. we can do 308s and AKs and stuff like that. Our uh, ARs. Long, long, long time ago, we did the AK Sniper. Very, very long time ago. What are you talking about? You did the AK Sniper. Did a, a, very, a heavy barrel uh, 308 with uh, tweaked head spacing. Uh, it shot that's, really well. That's perfect, perfect thing to discuss on the next, you know, long range AKs. Yeah, might we might still have the prototype on it. Because remember, I mentioned the company Teledyne out of Maine, right? With that Juju mix. Yeah. At the time, at the time. Do they call I, it? Is that a trademark term? Juju mix. No, not really. It's, it's just what they called it. That should be trademarked. <laughs> Juju mix but, of firearms can only be used by Teledyne products. Well, so anyway, they took uh, at the time. I think Arsenal was bringing those SLRs, whatever the Russian Segas converted into the AK-103s. They took they took one of those 103s, uh, you know, managed to turn down the barrel and put the sleeve over it with the juju mix inside. And they were shooting the quarter size groups at the 100 meters with that thing all day long. And I would, if I really look, I might find a picture of it somewhere. What it would was you, the weirdest looking AK. What would you I say mean, is in the Juju mix? I don't know. It's some kind of uh, is it like a liquid really metal, sticky foam type of deal. <laughs> That's what she said. Is it like a any vibration or absorptive, or is it more thermal? It, it's both. That's the thing because of its viscosity. So you would take the the vibration of. You know, out of the reverberation, I guess, I don't know, you know, the the vibration out of the barrels as well as it would draw heat immediately. So there's no longer the cold shot, cold bore shot or 
uh, hot bore shot and stuff like that. So, is that a RPG he's got up on his wall up there? Me? Yeah, right up there. You got RPG. Dude, I got all kinds well. of stuff up there. Let's see what we got. Let me see. Like you got a law. You got a law up there too, don't you? All right. Uh, that is a that's a AT um uh, a small that's a small D right here. That's a bazooka. Oop, wrong way. That's a bazooka. All right. Here's a but question. The one your, your pointer right on your mouse doesn't side. show up, Joe. <laughs> Isn't it RPG two? That is an RPG two. Yep. Your your and mouse pointer doesn't show. Here. Wait. Use on, your finger. <laughs> He's trying to point with his mouse pointer. We can't see it. Oh, so that that's a small D, but it has a lava lamp in it. Joe, <laughs> we can't see your mouse pointer. I'm not. It's right here. Look, look, right. Uh, yeah, like use your here. finger pointer. <laughs> right. You got to right. do this. We can't right see there. your mouse. <laughs> All right, there you go. Right there. Here, let me confirm stop sharing. That that. <laughs> That's the bazooka. There it is. <laughs> and then there's a small D. Small. 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 Not and then that, small. yes, that is an RPG, and the variant is an RPG too. What's below the RPG? Bazooka. That's bazooka. Bazooka. Nice. Not a super bazooka, but a but a regular. Now, bazooka. no one knew these are operational. Uh, well, that's a real small D, but you see that gold band? Yeah. That's used. So it's it's turned into a a training device. Ah. So it's a real one, but it's a small D. Small is a non-disposable, so it's reloadable. The small D is the disposable, which is what that is. I got you. And then the RPG, uh, I'm I'm going to I'm trying to decide whether I'm going to do the RPG two or the RPG seven, but I'm going to uh, rearsenal one of those. Awesome. Cool. Maybe we should do a a show on RPGs. One episode. <laughs> RPGs are cool. I like RPGs. We should talk about and somebody. Uh, Airtronics. <laughs> Airtronics is uh, making like a NATO version of one. I guess it not NATO, but a US it, made. It weighs so made. much more than the original. It's unbelievable. Um, I, I mean, I feel sorry for somebody carrying that. Marco, thing. is the RPG um, designed after the AK also? <laughs> yeah, it follows the exact design. Yeah, uh, self-gas regulating. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a, it's got the wood yeah, regulating gas. Yep, it's got that wood and everything. It's got the laminate wood. All right, we're going down rabbit holes now, guys. Um, let's wrap this up and we'll launchers. we'll talk our shit after. So, um, a big thanks to everybody who participated in our giveaway. Um, if you didn't win this time, keep listening because we're always doing giveaways on the show. You never know. But you got to listen, participate, and win. We've got a big three gun that we're going to be uh, doing with Keltech, Kraken Cases, um, Tactical RX, Walker Pro Ear. Um, we've got go. um, Enforce Lights. We've got Vortex Optics. We've got Defiant Munitions, Ammunition. One person's going to win all that and more. Wow. How do I enter? That's coming up. We're we're in the process of getting all the prizes in. We're doing a cool Cerakote on one of the guns, so we're waiting on that. Blown Deadline's doing that, and uh, we're going to make announcement soon. We're we're hoping September is when that's going to start. So 
Stay tuned. Listen. We'll give you details, but we're going to have stuff in between uh, there for giveaways too. So you just never know what's going to happen on this show. Like people like Joe will just all of a sudden say, Hey, I'm going to give away a silencer. <laughs> and then we got to figure out how we're going to give that away. So <laughs> it's awesome. We love it. Marco, appreciate you taking time to be on. Uh, your, your knowledge is always appreciated and needed. So thank you. Well, I'm becoming an old man and I also Oh, I on. do have a question. I'm sorry. I do have a uh, question okay. from one of the I listeners. A... Okay. Uh, they're going to be mad if I don't ask you this. I didn't study for it, so I'm going to, you know, wing it. It, it has to do with last episode, I'm told. <laughs> um, FPS Murdoch wants to know. He says, when you do the, the AK Corner, can you ask Marco a question for me? Did the East Germans make their own bake lights for the AK-74, or were they imported from Russia? I even have one, like here somewhere of course they did <laughs> of course they did he says <laughs> they did as germans how you can tell is by lack of any kind of uh, markings on it other than the mold okay so that's... back in the uh, time of milk and honey also known as the 90s you can pick those up for about seven dollars a piece <clears throat> yeah the good old days right yeah they came in the four magazine pouch with that rain camo right yeah and some of us who were uh, at the time i was a member of this thing called kca which is kalashnikov collectors association and uh, at that time we were just dumping our noses at that like eh, well, i got the ezhask one right here you know but i in retrospect i'm like i should have bought them all like Every little extra money I had, I should have bought, bought those magazines. Hindsight, man. And the I'll 45 round, any of the 45 rounder Bakelites are insane, too. Never mind like, those. I like Bakelite. Is that... <laughs> Try to find the 40 rounder, 762. Oh, yeah. I'm one. sure our it's listeners good. can help Mark, out with I, that. I think I just checked the price on it. It's 495 now, going price for one of those. For a 40 round bake? For, no, for uh, 40, yeah, 40 round bake. 400? One. $500? Yeah. That's crazy. How many you got, Joe? Joe's sitting there adding up his. I one. <laughs> I got five. So Joe's like, one. I can I take a trip to RPK, Belize. Russian RPK, so I... Yeah, mine's in my RPK too. All right, uh, so here's like, another, here's another um, email from a listener. Jason Edgar says, Hey, Lefty. Uh, would you know anyone that would be interested in trading parts kits for parts kit? At this point, I'm not really interested in outright selling kits, but might entertain trades. I have two Chinese Mac 90 kits with the sporterized rear stock that I would like to trade one of them for something different. I want to keep one for myself. Also have a Draco pistol kit that I might let go. All are uh, already headspace with complete barrels. I have several individual parts as well, front trunnions, rear stock trunnions, bolts, all new. I think I have 10 each along with um, some triggers. Thought I would throw it out there to us fellow lead heads. So there you go. We've got a swap shop proposed by lead head Jason Edgar. <coughs> and uh, if anybody's interested in that, um, let me know and I'll put y'all in touch. There you go. Any, any of y'all interested in trading with him? 
I'm interested in the Draco kits. Are they actual Draco kits or are they? Um... That's what he says. I also have a Draco pistol kit. Hmm. So I'll forward you his uh, info there. Y'all can can will and I would do. Hope that I would prefer if they were like the uh, the actual Romanian military version. We'll just hold that bazooka up there to him and uh, maybe bazooka. Your your arp your damn son. Look at that. Show show me the uh, the front of it. There you Garrett, go. Look at that RPG. Something tells me it's not the original RP seven. Uh, the round? No, it's not. Wolverines. This is, this is a. That's a. This is a Fram oil filter. <laughs> <laughs> and this is oh, a um, funnel, like an old school funnel. I'm not sure what the tip is from, and then the base is. is I guess it's something somebody made somewhere. Is this a Hollywood prop? Yeah. Well, it. It's pretty. It's a. It's a pretty good setup, but that's definitely a Fram oil filter. Yeah. It's it popped off one time. And you can see the orange and the the, the frame under it. That one right there. Yeah, uh, that's a 3D printed one. Very cool. There's a company called the uh, Inert Products or something like that. Yeah, they, they make resin and stuff. Yeah. Well, all right, guys. So we're all set for next month. We've got our topic set. That's rare that we that we do that a whole month ahead. So thank you for that, Marco. Appreciate the suggestion. Well, well, I mean, Joey had a good suggestion for the following one, maybe. And what was that? AK shotguns. Well, we've done we've done an episode on that. We had the guys from um, who was it? Those guys. Origin. Not Western Origin. AK. No, I had I had them on at NRA. I had the guys from Origin on AK, but the um, dissident dissident arms. Thank you. Ah. But guys, we're gonna wrap this up because we're talking other shit now. So, yep. All right. <laughs> I have a date. I got a hot date. I gotta get to. Appreciate everybody tuning in. We're gonna be back next month. Be looking for the uh, questions post, and all you winners, get in touch with me, Joe. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, oh, my pleasure, brother Marco. Again, thank you. Look forward to no, uh, next you. month. And you guys are gonna be on uh, because you're the ones who suggested it. So. Um, Leadheads, until the next episode, get out there and find those great deals. If you find a great deal, let us know. Uh, do some wheeling to dealing amongst yourselves. We just put a, had an offer from one of our Leadheads there to do some trading. So um, I want to hear stories. So, out. <laughs>